My name is Margaret Carey, and I'm here with Tinkerbell. That's right. Together, we make magic. I'm the original reference model for Tinkerbell, for Walt Disney, and Peter Pan. And you're listening to Stories of the Magic with Randy Crane. Welcome to Stories of the Magic, an unofficial Disney podcast with your host, Randy Crane. Hear stories from Disney cast members, Imagineers, artists, and more right here on Stories of the Magic. And now, here's your host, Randy Crane. Hello and welcome to episode 138 of Stories of the Magic. I'm Randy, your host. Thank you for joining me. In this episode, I get to sit down again with Tracy Hines. I first got the chance to interview her back on, I believe it was episodes 111 and 112 in April of 2016. Obviously, a lot has happened since then. There were quite a few things that we didn't get to in that first interview. So we tried to revisit some of those that we missed last time and talk about the new stuff that's going on. As you can imagine, quite a bit has happened since the last interview that I posted with Ashley Eckstein back, I think it was April of this year, actually. Looks like April and December might be what we're doing for now. But at least we got a couple episodes out this year. And for me, the two biggest things are that I moved, uh, not very far. I used to live in Santa Ana, California. Now I live in Irvine, California. So I went from being about seven and a half miles from Disneyland to about 13 miles or so from Disneyland. Still not a terrible commute. I know there are a lot of people in the world that would love to live even this close to the parks, to any of the parks. So I still do, of course, consider myself blessed. Also, I finally, after a very long time, got a new job. I will be starting that just a couple of days after this recording. And I'm really looking forward to it. I'm really excited. I course that's going to be very interesting for my schedule not like I could do a lot less posting of interviews or recording or anything of interviews than I have so far but just know that this schedule of whenever we get to it is probably going to continue thank you all for your patience thank you for subscribing thank you for listening thank you for sharing I hope that you have had a wonderful 2018 I hope that you are having a very special blessed Christmas and holiday season and I look forward to sharing this interview that's coming up we have a brief word from a fellow podcaster and friend and then it's time to turn the page and begin this story hello Neverlanders I'm Jeremy host of the Neverland podcast at neverlandpodcast.com as a young boy in Marceline, Missouri, Walt Disney played Peter Pan in a school play, and Peter Pan remained one of his favorite stories throughout his life. He used to say that an adult was just a grown-up child, and he designed Disneyland to help that adult act like a child again. Well, that's what we do here in Neverland. This is where you never have to grow up. And so we'll talk about heroes like Spider-Man, He-Man, and others that taught us how to do what's right because right makes might. And we'll enjoy the simple pleasures of imagination, our greatest toy. We're like Saturday mornings all in one podcast. Every week on the Neverland Podcast, we'll sprinkle our pixie dust and fly to Disney and beyond. And now, 
this week's interview on Stories of the Magic. About two and a half years ago, I had the honor of having Tracy Hines as a guest on Stories of the Magic. Today, I have the joy of sitting down with her again. In case you missed her first appearance or just need a refresher on who this remarkably talented, hardworking, and delightful woman is, let me remind you. Tracy Hines is a singer-songwriter native to Southern California. She's known for her covers of popular hits on YouTube and her more recently released original music. She's also an active voiceover artist and has been heard on radio, television, and in video games. She began voiceover work when she was 12 years old on a Saturday morning radio program singing and narrating children's stories. Tracy not only writes and performs her own music, but has also been known for her appearances as classic fairy tale princesses and characters, often appearing as iconic characters for a broad range of audiences. She has portrayed virtually every popular fairy tale character, but the Little Mermaid is her most requested. Now, you may also know her as the hipster mermaid Helvetica. And by the way, there was just a new Helvetica episode released on her YouTube channel. Because she apparently had a few minutes somewhere in her days, she also launched Adorkable Apparel, a fashion line of tees and crop tops designed by Tracy. Oh, and sometimes she models, too. Singer, actress, character performer, fashion designer, model, and more. Wow. Tracy, welcome back to Stories of the Magic. Thank you so much for having me back. I'm excited. <laughs> Thank you. Me too. And as it turns out, we are back here at Disneyland again. This time we're in the park recording on the old motorboat cruise dock. So you might occasionally hear a little bit of sounds from It's a Small World. You will occasionally hear the Matterhorn go by, or the Matterhorn. The Matterhorn doesn't move. The monorail <laughs> go by and the monorail's horn and things like that. So, you know, enjoy the background music, audio too. And thank you for that super kind, really, really nice, wonderful intro. I'm not worthy. You're so sweet. <laughs> and it's good because it's reminding me, oh, yeah, I did all this. I did all these things. Let's, <laughs> let's go back in my memory and <laughs> pull them all back out one at a time. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. Just getting my coffee started. You know. That's right. Yeah, not enough caffeine in there yet. It's okay. Yet. It <laughs> so see if you notice an end listener or a difference in listeners between how we start and how we finish. It could be interesting. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> now, the most recent thing that you've done that I can think of is the Wreck-It Ralph. Yes. Uh, the thing that the you did. The big epic Wreck-It Ralph Disney Princess inspired music video project. It was like the most probably the craziest biggest shoot that I've done all year maybe ever and it was uh, definitely the shoot I've done with the most princesses I've never had that many uh, actors and actresses I don't think ever in one video before so it was the best it was so fun it was so crazy though yeah. I can only imagine, and there's so much in there. I think I've watched it four or five times, and I'm still like, oh, wait, I just missed something. Wait, wait, I need to go back and watch it again. There's a lot. Yeah, we, we snuck a lot of um, fun little extra things in there. So definitely you got to watch it a few times to catch all the little antics and, you know, yeah, there's a lot. <laughs> I don't know. Th that video, too, was pretty crazy because unlike most of my videos, which take, you know, like a year, sometimes two years to make, like the big kind of more over-the-top style videos that I like to do. This one came together in like four days. Like Wow. <laughs> I, I knew when I was at D23, do you remember the Power of the Princess panel? Were you there? I did. I loved that panel. Oh, my gosh. My girl Jody. 
She killed it. It was so good. We were all like crying. Um, so when they show, yeah, yeah, we all, the whole audience was like tearing up. It was such an amazing experience getting to be there for that. But they showed us, for those of you guys listening that weren't there, um, they showed us a sneak peek of the princess scene in Wreck-It Ralph. So we saw it way before the teaser came out, you know, mm -hmm. and I knew then I had to do something with this. You know, I was like, I don't know what I'm gonna do. I don't know when, I don't know how, but I know something's <laughs> starting right now. Um, but no, I knew I wanted to do some kind of like YouTube music video inspired project surrounding that because it was just the, I mean, you guys know now, you've all seen it. It was the most amazing thing that Disney's done in a really long time. So um, the teaser, when the teaser came out, it reminded me, oh my gosh, I forgot about this thing and I need to do it. And something in me was just like this, this needs to happen and I need to get on this now because I'd, I'd kind of, you know, gotten distracted doing other things. Um, and so I hit up my friend Jessica, who is a makeup artist on YouTube. Uh, her Jay Bunzi is what she goes by on YouTube. And she's this amazingly talented makeup artist and she did this Vanellope makeup that was phenomenal. And she went viral for her Vanellope portrayal. And I knew Vanellope was gonna be like the lead character in this video and I was like, Jessica needs to be. Vanellope, it would be so cool if she wanted, and we'd been wanting to collaborate for so long, and I was like, this might be the perfect fit for both of us, um, and so she said yes, and so I worked around her schedule, we, you know, worked together to make sure that we could film on a day when she'd be in town, because she lives in Florida, and so we, I found out she was going to be in town, we pulled it together in like four days, and I think I had maybe a week total with casting. Um, but yeah, we recorded the music on a, oh gosh, I want to say it was like a Tuesday and then we filmed on it a Saturday and that, I don't know, it just magic happened. It's one of those projects where I kept saying, I think God wants this to happen <laughs> because nothing ever comes together this quickly or this easily and not like it was easy work necessarily, but it's so rare that just about everyone you ask says yes. Mm -hmm. And we had four girls fly in just to be a part of it. That just because they're wonderful and they wanted to come play princess in the video with us. And you know, it just was meant to be. So anyway, sorry, I could go on and on. Obviously it was a huge shoot for me this year, but um, it's such a special one. So it was really fun. <laughs> okay, that, it really was. I'm, it's interesting to hear some more of that story behind it. Oh yeah, I could so. go on for two hours just about that video alone. So don't get me started probably more than that, but uh, yeah, it was amazing. It was, and, and for those of you guys that haven't seen it, it's two videos. So um, it's a music video on my channel and then we actually recreated did, I don't know if you saw that that video on Jessica's. Yeah, so we recreated for Jessica's channel the actual teaser skit, um, and then I added a little tail end of original content after that to kind of feed into the music video so everything flowed nicely, and it's essentially one video just cut into two pieces, um, and so it's a two-part collab, but really it's a collab with everyone. <laughs> Who right. part of it, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and of course I'm going to put links to both of those videos oh, yeah, so that people do. can get to it. That'd be amazing, thank you. Of course. Now, also, around this time last year, you had released Neverland for Christmas, which is original content. Yes, and that is my absolute favorite project to date, and it's the one that means the most to me. And uh, <laughs> that's like the project that I feel like, you know, when I'm long gone, I hope that's what people remember. And, you know, I don't know. I feel like that's, it's just got my whole heart in there. So, <laughs> so tell people a little bit what that one is. 
So Neverland for Christmas is an original song that I co-wrote with my producer, Adam Gubman, um, many years ago. It was uh, one of the first songs we did together, I think. Um, we wanted to do a Christmas song, and I just got to thinking, well, what do I want for Christmas? <laughs> I want to go to Neverland. And um, so uh, we put the song together. We released it. Um, my friend Andrew Decody, who's good friends with Peter Pan, um, is also on the track uh, as the voice of Peter Pan. And so we put in some fun little like um, lines of from the original, you know, Peter Pan uh, play. Mm -hmm. And so um, the song's been out for a long time, and it's been something that uh, has always been my favorite. But it's a Christmas song, you know, so it, it's. It's there, but I've always wanted to do a video for it, and I never really um, had the chance to do it to the level that I wanted until last year. Um, there was always some element that we couldn't quite pull together, with, whether it was like the director I wanted, or whether it was like costuming, or you know, there, it was a big video. And so I wanted to wait to do it until I knew we'd be able to do it the way I wanted to, because Peter Pan is my favorite. So I, I mean, Ariel, I love Little Mermaid, but Peter Pan is the most nostalgic precious Disney movie probably to me out of all of them because it's it feels like my childhood you know and it also in a way Neverland symbolizes heaven to me and so Peter Pan to me feels very close to my faith as well and so there's like a whole other element with Peter Pan that just feels very special to me and so I wanted to do this video that really paid tribute in the best way that I could to not just the Disney version but you know, Neverland and Peter Pan, the fairy tale as a whole. Um, and so we we just decided to do it last year. I had uh, my friend Brandon Toy who does, he directs um, many of my music videos now. Um, so, so talented. And he was available to do the video. And so I was like, okay, we're going to make it happen. And we just did. We pulled together. Um, it was kind of like a bunch of little shoots in one because we, we shot on a pirate ship. I became a pirate, <laughs> and uh, we got a crew of actual, the closest thing to real pirates you can get these days, these amazing um, historical pirate performers to come and play our pirates, and then we, um, we did our Mermaid Day in Mermaid Lagoon, and we had these beautiful, realistic mermaid tales by my friend Mermaid Cariel, and, uh, you know, we, we just did every element. We did the Lost Boys Day, and I got a bunch of my friend's kids to come play the Lost Boys, and... Um, it was just, you know, we made sure to do the best tribute we could and cover as much of Neverland as we could. Um, and then I also, being the, like, ridiculous person that I am who loves, like, makeup and transforming, I snuck myself into each scene. <laughs> it's the video that I'm in the least, um, and I love it the most. Uh, little Miley, my little friend Miley um, Romero plays the lead character. Who's essentially me. She's playing like young me in the video, um, or kind of like a Wendy character. But she's the lead. But I snuck myself into the pirate scene as a curmudgeon pirate in the background, and I turned myself into a lost boy and like hung out in the background with the kids. And obviously, I was a mermaid because you know, you know. How could you not be? I mean, it would be weird, right? <laughs> and of course, I'm the redheaded mermaid, um, and I was Tinkerbell. But it's a very quick flash of her. It's she's not, you know. Um, it's it's more a inspired piece you know but um but yeah we just it, it's just so special and uh around the same time i was going through a really big surgery and i was gonna ask about that <laughs> yeah you know all the all the hairy details with that one i'm sure um but it was 
I was kind of heading into this um, vocal cord surgery for vocal polyps, which we can get into that too if you want. Um, but I, I wanted to end the year with a project that meant something to me. You know, basically it was like the one, if this is the last thing I sing, if this is the last thing I do, I want this to be the one, you know, because it was the, the project I'd been waiting to make. And um, we were able to film it just before, to finish filming just before my surgery. And then during editing, I was silent like Tinkerbell <laughs> or like Ariel and so we had to communicate in very interesting ways to complete the video but we did it we did it and um and yeah it was meant to be you know so uh that's I feel like that's just my favorite thing I've gotten to do in my entire you know my entire musical career so far so thanks for asking about it especially <laughs> you're welcome and it's a beautiful video it's a fun video thank Miley's adorable. Oh, she is such a talented actress. This girl, like, I was blown away because she primarily, she does cosplay. And she is, I think she's 10 years old now. Um, but she, this girl does not act professionally, but she is an actress. Like, she has a gift, you know. And I was so honored to get to witness her talent and just see her come out of her shell you know she's not a shy girl but like she's so fun but, um, it was just really amazing just to see this raw talent come out of this you know this precious little girl that I've known since she was four years old and that's actually really I, I should probably tell that story too because it's really special to me why she's the one in the video sure um so I met Miley when she was four um here at Disneyland and we were both um my friends and I put together this um, hipster mermaid day where we just all came dressed um, in like mermaid shirts and stuff to the park just for fun, just to do like a gathering kind of day and take some pictures and reunite with um, a bunch of friends from all over the place. And Miley and her mom Darlene came and I, I'm standing in front of the castle with my friends, we're taking pictures and this adorable little Wendy walks up to me and she's just this tiny nugget of preciousness and her, and her it's Miley and her mom and she's in this beautiful Wendy costume and her little hair is done as Wendy and um, they come up to me and I I'd spoken with her mom online before um, she, we'd been emailing a little bit and um, Miley comes up to me and she made me a friendship necklace like a BFF necklace and she hung out with me all day and we we just like got to know each other and um, they we just all became fast friends and even then um, I because I think um, yeah Neverland for Christmas was out at that time that's how long the song's been out and Miley knew it and it was her favorite song and that was why she dressed as Wendy to come meet me and um, and so I knew even back then that she needed to be you know, plus I, we both have, she has um, the same hair color that I did when I was a little girl. Like she, she looks a little bit like how I looked when I was that age. And so it was kind of a perfect, I felt like a perfect fit for casting. Um, but, but yeah, I just thought it was so cool and so full circle that Miley at, you know, 10 years old, I think nine years old when we filmed, got to be in the video you know, with me wanting her to do it even way back then. So it was really cool. <laughs> That's a great story. Yeah. That has been out a really long time. It has. It really has. But that's kind of how I am. I'm. I don't think I do things the way a typical artist does. And uh, when things really matter to me and when they mean something, it's not so much about what's popular or what's gonna get views. You know, I kind of just follow my heart. 
for better or worse, you know? And, and Neverland, really, it's not my best viewed video. It's actually, it's done okay for an original song, but I have videos that are in the millions of views, and that one is, I think it's just sitting at like like 300,000, which is great. Mm -hmm. But, you know, it's it's definitely, um, I, I didn't choose it because I thought it would be the the biggest, most, you know, overwhelming project necessarily audience-wise and viewership-wise and growth-wise. I chose it because it, it just means so much to me. So <laughs> I'm kind of selfish that way, really, if you think about it. It's, it's selfish kind of sometimes, the, the choices I make with music. But I also try to do covers and stuff, you know, so people get also what they want and what they're asking for, too. <laughs> right. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, and yeah, you know, they're a friend of mine. Uh, it, I guess technically they're still in the band. They started a Christian music band 20 years ago, 15 years ago, something like that. That was probably about 20 years ago when they sold a couple million copies of their albums and won Dove Awards and all this kind of stuff. Oh, awesome. And now like he did a song this past Sunday, uh, or no, two Sundays ago, because we were talking about gratitude at church and so he wrote this song and it was an amazing song that he just did this week because it felt like hey this is what god wants me to do and so i'm going to go ahead and do this song and he has no intention of ever performing it again what never ever never ever <laughs> i recorded it and i sent him the video of it and he said thanks for sending that to me because i'm probably never going to do this again so i'm glad to have a copy of it oh my gosh <laughs> i mean there's a few songs that i've released that i'm like hmm I don't know if I'll ever do this live, <laughs> but I think that's a different kind of thing. <laughs> I think it might be, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's really cool, so, though. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, last time we didn't get to Adorkable Apparel, and I want to make sure that oh we do God. this time, but before we do... Now that it's, like, dead asleep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the way we do things here. I like to try to be as behind the curve as I possibly can. Same. <laughs> but first, I know you got to do, take a special trip a couple months or so ago, and I want you to tell me about that. I did. Are you talking about my trip to Japan? I am. Um, yeah, so I have always wanted to go to Japan. It's my bucket list destination, and especially uh, the Disney parks there, because Tokyo Disney, like, who wouldn't want to go to what is arguably the best Disney park? Many people say, I don't know, this is my home park where we are right now. Yep. But a lot of people say that Tokyo is like the best, you know? Mm. So um, I've always wanted to go. I've always had a fascination with um, Japanese culture, anime. I grew up watching Sailor Moon. So like, there's just so many reasons why I wanted to um, specifically go to Japan. But uh, it just wasn't really something I was able to do you know, for the past like 10 years or so, um, there wasn't really an opportunity there. But back in 2015, I think we might have talked about this um, in the last uh, podcast interview. I'm trying to remember, but I've been singing for Tokyo Disneyland um, for, since I think it was 2015. Um, yeah, sounds right. Something like that. <laughs> um, my producer, uh, Adam, the same one that did Neverland with me, um, he composes and writes music for Disney parks. Um, specifically, he does a lot at Tokyo. And um, I was lucky enough to, I've been, I get to do a lot of demos for them, which is awesome. And then I was lucky enough to get to be, um, you know, invited to come be a session singer for some of the, you know, the final um, tracks that were used in parades and shows and stuff. And so um, that started it. And I've had a few songs over there now that I've been a voice on 
and uh, all, usually it was like the um, uh, Disney Sea shows, but this time um, the most recent kind of situation that I had, and hopefully, hopefully it's okay that I'm sharing this. I think it's fine by now because it's been so long. I think it's fine because um, you know there's a lot of like hush hush in the beginning. It's like we don't know what's gonna happen, and so I don't. There's a lot of stuff I don't share until after it's happened. But I think we're far enough away now. It's okay. Um, so last year, I or no no no, earlier this year. My timetable is totally screwed up in my brain. Um, earlier this year, I got to go in and do another demo um, for a song in to Tokyo Disneyland, um, the main Disney park, um, or the classic Disney park, I should say. <laughs> Not the, they're both like awesome. Um, the castle park. The castle park, thank you. The Disneyland park. So I got to sing uh, this really sweet um, kind of a, it felt like a kiss goodnight type of song um and it was just a demo and i do a lot of demos and usually they're re-recorded by someone else and by you know a group of singers elsewhere um and so i just assume that that's what this was well i get a call uh two weeks later and uh my producer was like so they liked it so much that they just decided to use it and and i was like what what <laughs> he's like yeah you know they um they liked it so much that they're just gonna use it and, uh, you know, it's just going to be my voice on it. I thought it would be a group vocal. Mm -hmm. It was just me. It's just just me on the, just the one song, which is crazy. Because all the other times I've done it, I've had little solos and stuff, but mm -hmm. it's a group vocal. You right. know, so it's like a bunch of us singing. It's so great. But, yeah, so I found out that my voice is going to be in, in um, Tokyo Disney again. And I told my husband, I was like, if we're going to go, we should go now so we could hear the song. Uh -huh. <laughs> and I, you know, I didn't think it would ever happen, but um, we both wanted to go for a long time. And, but I just told him, I was like, if there's any way we can just go, even just to like, go for a weekend. I know it's crazy, it's a long flight, but like go for a weekend, hear the song, experience it. Cause it's not real for me, unless I'm like in the park, hearing it as an attendee, because as a guest, you know, because I knew, like, I saw the YouTube videos in the past, but it still wasn't real, mm -hmm. you know? And, and since I was a little kid, ever since we've watched the fireworks shows or any of the shows with music, um, those were always my favorite. And it's, or the, like, Fantasmic was always my favorite. And um, anytime I heard the music, I would just cry because it's so beautiful, you know? And I always, always thought, oh my gosh, what would it be like to be a voice in a Disney park you know be that voice that people are hearing singing about the disney magic and you know making kids feel wonder and you know making people tear up and it would just be everything you know mm -hmm. and um and somehow some way god opened a door and it happened um but it happened in my bucket list destination japan <laughs> <laughs> so um my husband surprised me and he made it happen and we went so um it was amazing we got to go for about two weeks and we spent most of our time in the parks. <laughs> of course. <laughs> yep. Or, or no, it wasn't, was it two weeks? No, it was a little over one week. Um, but yeah, we, we just spent all of our time in the parks. <laughs> and I got to hear it twice. We went right before the show ended for the Halloween season. So it was the end of summer. It was a summer show. Um, yeah, and it was crazy and amazing and all of the things you could ever imagine. And it was really funny, too, because we're standing there watching the show. And this one happened to be a parade style show uh -huh. and the song 
you know, was it, it was at the end of the show, but I didn't know that. I didn't know when it occurred. I kind of assumed it would be at the end because it's like a soft, really pretty ballad. But the, the floats are going by and I'm not hearing the song and I'm not hearing the song and then the, the parade ends and there's silence. And I look at my husband and I was like, oh no, maybe I got the wrong information. It's, that's okay, we're in Japan, that's okay. Um, and then they start up the song like they make an announcement first that's like gather your belongings and you know put yourselves back together i forget the words but you know it's basically it's a water show so everyone's kind of has uh stuff on to protect them from the water and stuff so they're basically like get yourselves back together gather your belongings and exit you know and um then they play the song so it's the exit music as people walk out from the area and so it was definitely a tease sitting there and just being like is it happening did it? No, it didn't happen. Wait. Oh my gosh, it's happening. <laughs> so I'm sitting here like jumping up and down on the street, freaking out. And everyone's looking at me like, what is this weird foreign girl doing? And um, yeah, it, it was so cool. <laughs> and you're used to people reacting to you that way, right? Uh, sure. I mean, I'm always like this weird random girl jumping up and down. That's just my identity. So <laughs> I'm either asleep or I'm jumping up and down. There's there's two modes. <laughs> yeah. And coffee is the transition. Coffee is the transition. Yes. Yes. Hipster mermaid, you know, in, inhabits my body and has me drink the coffee and then I become my full self. <laughs> so now since adorable apparel there's not really anything going on with it right now do you want to talk about it sure. or okay yeah, i can kind of fill you guys in. people might have questions too it's, okay we're still here like we're still we're still hanging in guys we're here um but because i had vocal cord surgery um my whole year this year is essentially a year of recovery so i scaled back on just about everything um to focus on health and to focus on just the best recovery possible um and, you know, I do many different jobs <laughs> constantly to, you know, um, do what I do. And so it definitely was a sacrifice doing the surgery. But it, for me, it's totally worth Oh, my gosh, Peter Pan's over there. I'm sorry. He's my favorite. Oh, my gosh. My buddy, my bae. It's fine. I'm really <laughs> tempted to yell hi, but I won't do it. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, I'm just enjoying that we're at Disneyland right now. Um, coming back around. Here we go. Fangirl over. Adorable apparel. And <laughs> scene. <laughs> My mom is cracking up over here. I love this right now. Okay, so um, we have definitely been on a kind of a hiatus. Like, what we're still shipping, we're still whatever we have in stock is available. You can still shop adorableapparel.com. Um, but right now, we're just a little bit quiet this year while I'm coming back around from surgery. But we are planning a comeback next year. I'm really excited about the new stuff that I'm going to be bringing out. Um, I've got a new collection, and I also have a couple new um, princess designs in the works. So we're, we're sticking around, but we've definitely been a lot quieter recently um and so it hasn't been a focus this year but it definitely will be next year um and did i, I forget did i give you background on uh adorkable in general last time we podcasted i don't even remember no we didn't get to it at all. at all okay so just a short like what it is <laughs> we'll backtrack this is how this is how i uh communicate bear with me um so way back when when i was on youtube and i was uh kind of just getting my feet wet as far as like the internet world and and finding ways to make um income online you know do what i do with a profit in some way and not just do it 
just for fun, but try to make it into a job, you know. Um, I was selling on Etsy, and I was doing, like, handmade, uh, like, hair, like, mermaid fascinators, mermaid accessories, mermaid tops, and, like, wigs, character wigs and stuff. I was just doing a lot of what I do with my costuming, selling it on Etsy to make ends meet. And it wasn't sustainable. Like, I didn't have time to do that and pursue music. And I knew at some point something had to give, but you know, you gotta, you gotta make a living too, you know, so you just kind of yeah. balance as best you can. Well, um, I was talking to my brother, his name's Cam Odin, he's super, super talented, and um, he was doing, uh, he does a lot of graphic design, um, he was doing some of that for a company that he worked with, and he suggested to me, he was like, well, why don't we do some, like, t-shirts, you know, and I kind of was thinking, like, yeah, I want to do some artist merch, so that when I go to shows or you know, have concerts or whatever, I can sell my t-shirts, you know, and maybe find a way to fund the music a little better um, with some merch. Well, we started designing and I told him, I was like, he, he came alongside to help me um, and I was sketching out the designs and he brought them to life, <laughs> you know, uh, on the computer. And um, I wanted to start with a seashell shirt because, duh, like that. I was like, well, everyone knows me for my love of mermaids, specifically Ariel. And um, I wore a mermaid costume most of the time at this point. And uh, not because I'm a crazy person, but because it was my job. <laughs> sure, we'll go with that. Yeah, I mean, both, both. Um, <laughs> So, <laughs> my, cracking my mom, but I love it. Um, so, uh, I just knew that I needed to make this shirt. I don't. I just. It did. I couldn't find it anywhere. I'd never seen it exist anywhere before. I'd seen like um, shirts done with like appliques and stuff, like really ornate sweaters and stuff. But I'd never seen it screen printed on a shirt. And I was like, this would be easy and great. And I know a thousand people that would love to have this shirt too. So let's just do it you know all my friends wanted one and so we made this super cute um i call it my urban mermaid crop top or urban mermaid tee whatever style you get it in urban urban mermaid um and it's this sort of like hipster graphic um it's kind of like faded mermaid seashells on a white crop top or a t-shirt and um it kind of also coexisted with my hipster mermaid persona that like was thrust upon me. <laughs> we talked about that last time, I think, a little bit. Yeah. Yes, we did. But it was just like the perfect completion to her outfit, you know? I like needed it in my closet. And that's just kind of how it started, is we did that design, we did a couple other designs, and my brother pulled me aside one day and he was like, you know, I think this should be its own thing. He's like, I think you have something here, and I don't think it should just be merch like I think it should actually be a company like I think it should be a brand it's strong enough you know um and that got me really excited but also really nervous because I was like I, I don't know how to do that but he was awesome and helped me along um with starting up the company designed our epic logo I was I came up with the name adorkable apparel I, I love A's because like Ariel I just I love like A words and A names and um I just, I don't know, I was like driving in the car one day and I was going to see my friend Coda and I'd been hearing that word adorkable everywhere for some reason recently. It was just like a, a term that was kind of gaining popularity and Coda said to me, we were recording some music together, she was like, you're adorkable. And, <laughs> and I was like, what? She's like, you're adorkable. You're just adorkable. And I was like, I love that. And then it just kind of sat with me a little bit more and like I kept hearing it or people would use the term around me and I was like, adorkable apparel. That's what it should be because we're dorky, we're fans, we're geeks, but it's super cute. And plus, like, I love the A 
it's not inspired by Ariel necessarily, like the name, but I just, I felt like it was kind of cool that there's also that element, you know, to it. And it's like a mermaid shirt. I don't know. So Adorkable Apparel is primarily our big uh, success is the mermaid shirt. And we've got a bunch of different styles and colors now. And, um, you know, that's always going to be like our favorite is like the mermaid style. And we're kind of getting into now my style is a little more edgy. Um, hipster mermaid's very hipster, but I love edgy fashion. I'm kind of goth in my style. And so um, I've come up with uh, Mervamp is is what I call it. It's um, it's like a Mervamp. It's like a separate line within Adorkable that's a little edgy. It's a little more grown up, you know, um, and it's for our audience that's a little more like me that kind of that loves Disney or fairy tales or mermaids or whatever, you know, they want to be kind of geeky in their clothing, but they also want like a little bit of an edge, you know, that's like the mervamp side. And so we're trying to pull a little more of that in hopefully for next year too. Um, but yeah, we, we do anything that's kind of fairy tale inspired and I just love it. I make stuff that I want to own that I don't have. <laughs> so it's also kind of selfish in a way, but uh, luckily we've had, um, we've been really blessed to have an amazing uh, audience and, and customer base and they're just the best. They're just the best, you know, so we're really lucky. <laughs> and you know, it seems like a lot of times the most popular things that we do are the things that maybe get the best reception are the things that we do as passion projects because I want to hear this song and nobody's written it so I'm gonna do it I want this clothing line but nobody's made it so yeah. I'm gonna do it I want to read this book and nobody's written it so yeah. I'm gonna write it that's just the way it works I mean that's I feel like yeah a lot of my creativity comes from a little bit of like selfishness because I'm like I want this to exist and I guess if no one's doing it I might as well try yeah. you know I, I don't have a lot of confidence sometimes in myself to you know, like if I thought about like, oh my gosh, if someone told me, you're going to start a clothing company next year and this is what, I would have been like, oh no, oh no, I can't do, you know. But I think that sometimes you just have to take a step and, you know, trust God for the next step and things can evolve and change and sometimes certain people will be involved and then it'll switch and then you're working with other people and like, but I just think God gives us what we need, you know, and um yeah, I just, I try to just trust him to inspire me and sometimes too things fail and sometimes they succeed. You know, it's like I think everyone who's had any success has countless failures that you don't know about that got them where they are and you know, everything's a learning experience too and so, I don't know, I just kind of feel like it's great to try, you know, why not just try? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And you know, we've been talking about specific projects and specific things you've worked on but that transition you made just now as you were talking about trusting God and and trying to follow him, that feels like a good time to make this little pivot in our conversation too. Yeah, I've seen and heard as I followed you over the years, you mentioned several times that one of your favorite quotes or you know, your life motto is the Bible, First Romans 8, 28. We know that all things work together for the good to those who love God, who have been called according to his purpose. Exactly. Can you tell me a little bit about why that's so important to you and how you've seen that play out in your life? Yes. Um, yeah, that has definitely been my life first, my whole life. And I don't even remember when I first latched onto it, but I really do feel like God gave me that verse um, as a little kid and it's just stuck with me. And it's just something that's always been a comfort to me um, because it's essentially saying if you love the Lord, he's going to work everything out in your life for good. No matter how bad things get, 
he's going to be there with you through it and he's going to turn it around and make it beautiful you know and um and a recent one that i got too is the reminder of um the verse about he gives us beauty for ashes you know really through the crystal lewis song when i was a kid that's yeah. like how that was always in my head but um you know in a similar way it's it's just god is so good and so great that no matter how horrible things get no matter how dark of a place you find yourself in if you choose to put your trust in him if you love him he will not let you go and he will absolutely turn your life around in ways you could never imagine and give you exceedingly abundantly more than you could ever ask or think because that's what he wants for you but you know in my life I've definitely, my family in general, like for, from the very start, we've had a lot of kind of tumultuous stuff with health and um, we've, any family has had difficulties and um, started out, I don't even remember mine because I was uh, a baby, but I had a spinal meningitis and um, apparently I almost died. I was, I think, one year old, 18 months. Um, and uh you know, I, my mom's sitting here with me right now. Is it okay if I tell the story that you told me about um, the vision that God gave you when I was in the hospital? We can cut it out if you don't want to. I don't remember. Oh, yeah. well, I'll tell it and we'll okay. see if it's if I remember <laughs> we'll it correctly. Yeah. Okay. So even then, when I was um, I was a baby and they didn't know if I was going to make it, um, my mom prayed with my dad and God gave her a vision of. Was it Jesus standing in between you guys with his oh, arms yes, around you? I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. No question. And um, we've had, you know, and we've just had some miracles. Sorry, I've had so True. many visions. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> so many visions. <laughs> it's been four or five since we've been so sitting much. here. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, but so from the time that I was a baby, you know, I've. I mean, I was a part of a miracle. God, I'm not, I probably wouldn't be here today, you know, if he hadn't saved me even back then. And, um, and now, you know, like we've, we've looking back, like we've gone through, my dad had cancer, you know, and God provided this miraculous surgery. He was one of the first people to have this surgery. He's the fourth person, fourth person to have this surgery. And, um, God saved his, his life, you know, and uh, my mom had toxic shock when I was a little kid. I think I was in like third grade and same thing. We literally, the doctor called us in to say goodbye, <laughs> you know, and, and my mom has always been and still is my very best friend. You know, our family's really close and it's just unimaginable. And I think I was so young at the time. I didn't understand like me and my brother, like we didn't fully understand what was going on. We knew it was scary, but we didn't know how bad it really was. But all through, and, and I think I was like in seventh grade when my dad had cancer. Um, and all, But all through these situations, I had this verse. And I remember holding on to this verse. And lo and behold, we got multiple miracles in our family. And, and I know that that doesn't happen to everyone. You know, not everyone gets a miracle and we don't understand why things happen and we don't understand when things go the way we don't want them to go. And But the thing about this verse that's so comforting to me is that no matter what happens, God is going to work your life out for good. And in the end, you know, if you trust in him, you're never going to regret it. And so that's that's been the verse that stuck with me and even now into my adult life it's still my life's first and it's 
obviously there's a lot, you know, there's a lot more that I feel like he's been teaching me and um, new lessons that are really encouraging to me and helping me grow. And I feel like even now, like I feel like I know myself so much better now and I've become, I think hopefully I've become more of the artist that I've been becoming, if that makes any sense. I feel like a lot more, um, I guess I feel like now I'm not um, confused about my focus. I feel like now I'm absolutely convinced that my purpose is to use my voice for him. And however that, you know, plays out, whether that's in music, whether that's sharing my story, you know, whether that's writing a book or whatever, whatever comes, whatever form of inspiration it comes out of, you know, whether it's making YouTube videos, whatever, I know that I'm, we all are here for a reason and he's working everything in my life out for good, but he's working everything out in everyone's life that trusts in him for good. He wants to do that for every single person on this earth, right? right. And so, you know, um, I just feel like it's been the comfort that I've needed to push through and to trust in him and not to turn away from my faith when things got hard. And now he's adding so much more onto that verse for me and showing me now not just a comforting, you know, something that's, that's a, a promise and a comfort, but also I feel like he's giving me focus and perspective and kind of lighting that fire for me to kind of keep going and go harder and not give up on the things, you know, because a lot of times I feel like a lot of us get really weary. Like I've been doing what I do for, um, I think I've been on YouTube for 10 years, wow. maybe longer now. Let's see, I think it was like 2007 or eight. Yeah, so it should be, yeah, so 10 years, I think it was 2008. Um, and you know, it's like things, life changes and your art changes and like your focus and you get it's so easy with social media to get really distracted on what your goals and your focus should be mm -hmm. and it's really easy to get sucked into the numbers game of oh my gosh like this person has this many followers and does this mean I should have this and should, this person's doing this and should I be doing this and but I don't want to do that and you know yeah. <laughs> it's really easy to get sucked up on in like the business side or you know worse yet like the the sort of notoriety side of like I want people to like me and I want to, you know, I, I don't know. It's you want, it's like a game. It's like this video game and you want to see your numbers grow and it's addicting and it's horrible. Right. And so I've just been really grateful and excited that God has through my surgery that I mentioned and through a lot of the stuff um, towards the end of last year that I personally went through, I kind of went through a bit of a big transition in my life and I'm so grateful for it because it, twisted, not twisted, that's the wrong word. It shifted my perspective in such a way that it's just made it really clear and easy for me now. I mean, we all get caught up in, you know, like work and what we need to do for work. But I've got, I feel like now I've got a really strong um, passion and focus and direction for what I would like to be doing and what I feel like God is is leading me towards you know what I mean um and so sorry I know I get kind of like off in tangentville but essentially you know I I feel like my life is filled with purpose now and it all goes back to this verse that's been with me my whole life and trusting God that he's going to lead me in the right direction you know, and now he's continuing to add on to that and, and just giving me 
wings. He's giving me so much more um, added on. So I don't know. Hopefully that makes sense. But <laughs> It does to me. Hopefully it does to listeners too. It probably does. And if it doesn't, they are welcome to ask questions and we can yeah, come back and talk about it more. Yeah, whatever. DM me guys. Like, feel free. I'm happy to talk about this. And, and I always say to people too, I am so much better in writing. I'm more of a writer than like a speaker. You know what I mean? I'm not a speaker, but you know what I mean? Like I'm much better when I write than when I just talk off the cuff. I feel like I'm much more articulate <laughs> in writing. So if you DM me, I can probably uh, explain a little better and a little more clearly if you guys have any questions or anything. But, but I mean, really the gist is God loves you. He wants the best for you. He's there. And this verse is uh, just proof in my life that he's continued to do that for me and to guide me. And it's just been the thing I've held on to, you know? Yeah. And you may be more articulate as a writer, but one thing that we lose in writing is the passion in the voice. And, <laughs> and, and so there's something to be said for hearing you tell the story, too. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I'm definitely a passionate person, that's for sure. <laughs> yes, I've noticed that. <laughs> and you know, as you were talking about him working everything together for good ultimately and you know there's the rough times and everything it reminded me of something that Jim Corcus shared with me uh, which if you've listened to previous podcast interviews you might have heard and I don't remember who he was quoting I want to say it was Walt Disney but I'm not sure and he said I believe in happy endings and if you're not happy it just means this isn't the end yet I love that. That's so good. Oh, it's so good. I've never heard that. I, I must admit, I listen to all your podcasts. I'm racking my brain on, which one was that again? It was, I think, the second time I interviewed Jim Corcus around Christmas, maybe three years ago or so. Yeah, I know. I listened to that one. I, maybe it just, I don't know. I'm, maybe I walked out of the room at that point and I was grabbing something and I missed the quote, but that was amazing. <laughs> we also talked a lot during that interview, yeah. so yeah. <laughs> when I talk to him, it tends to go for about three hours. Oh yeah. <laughs> Sounds familiar, just like me. <laughs> I, I won't shut up when I get excited about something. <laughs> if I had the opportunity to sit and talk to you for three hours, I would be more than happy to do that. You don't want to do that, though. It's too much. You'll be exhausted. <laughs> okay, with that, I can take a nap later. It's fine. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Unfortunately, we don't have the opportunity to sit and talk for three hours, <laughs> at least not today. Uh, so I want to ask, and I know I asked this before, too, but it's... How it's dare you. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I know you're the exact same person you were two and a half years ago, so probably nothing has changed at all. Nothing at all. But just in case, you know, what inspires you? Hmm. Well, what or who? Yes. <laughs> One of my biggest inspirations is sitting right next to me right now. She's so embarrassed. She's like turning red. Um, my mom is sitting next to me right now, and she is my best friend and uh, definitely my lifelong inspiration. And I always, I always talk about her, and she always gets so embarrassed, but it's, it's very true. Um, she has just been the most faithful, um, beautiful, shining example of uh, a godly woman for me and just a spiritual leader. And uh, she's always just encouraged me so much in my, um, just the gifts that God's given me and my faith. And just in life in general, like she's the person I would look at when I wanted to emulate, you know, an example of God's love. Like that, that is uh, the example that I had my whole life and I'm so grateful to that. And I owe a lot of, you know, anything good about me, I owe to her <laughs> and my dad, you know. Um, but, but really, 
I feel like that made the biggest impression and impact on me growing up was watching her live her life, which we all have struggles. We all have, um, we, I hope it's okay to say this, we both have the same uh, disease in our back. We have chronic pain. And um, just watching her just so gracefully navigate a, a life that isn't quote unquote normal. You know, we have to really live life in a different way sometimes in order to get everything done that we need to do and pursue our passions and be there for the people we love, you know, and and it's just she's been a great example to me of that. And so she's kind of my number one, obviously. Um, and then my other like big family examples, my um, both my grandmothers, but um, my grandma, my dad's side musically and my dad, too, really inspired me. Um, and encouraged me in music my whole life. And my grandma was, um, I talk about her a lot. She was a big band singer in the 40s. And uh, she was a songwriter. She was a, an, she taught herself piano at the age of 13. She had like, what, three lessons and taught herself. She was, she was a prodigy, you know, she was incredible and singer um, and just the most like humble person too. She didn't think she was good at any of this. She was a painter, just the most creative person. And so she and my dad um, and my mom too really like inspired me and brought me up to be creative. Um, but then of course, like inspiration wise, you know, as far as like people, I think we talked about this before too, like Julie Andrews, Jody Benson, they're my two biggest sort of professional inspirations both as people and as artists and singers um and in you know music and voice acting and acting and you know that on camera kind of thing um and then in general just like there's so much that inspires me but of course my faith you know i'm so so inspired by um by the lord he's he's who i believe really provides inspiration you know um and he's the one that that puts gifts in us and instills in us um you know, our, our direction. And so I feel like a lot of my inspiration comes from my faith and obviously Disney. I mean, Disney in general, you, you knew that was coming. Oh, yes. I mean, clearly, you know, most of my content, I would say right now, is inspired by Disney in some way, shape or form. Um, and if not Disney, at least fairy tale. Um, I'm hugely inspired by fairy tales. So, um, and I, yeah, we talked about this too last time a little bit, but I love like dark fairy tales too. I love horror. I'm weird. I'm, I love the Lord. I love, you know, happy endings. I love all of that. But I also have this like little edgy streak where like, I love scary movies. I love, um, dark, you know, Grimm's fairy tales. And I love all versions of fairy tales. And so, um, the Hans Christian Andersen version of the little mermaid. I do love it. It's, it's dark and it's sad, but I really, really love it. And, um, and yeah, just all of those you know, stories that have a lot of depth and lesson in there. Um, and so I definitely pull from fairy tales for my music and my content. In fact, um, I would say most of my music is inspired by fairy tales. So, yeah. Thank you for sharing that. And I'm glad you got to share that with your mom sitting here. <laughs> and by the way, I remember the photo shoot, the princesses and queens yeah. photo shoot my that you two got to be in. Supermodel. She, but not everyone can say that their mom went viral, but mine did. <laughs> she was on like Yahoo and everything. But yeah, we got to model for my friend Nephi, um, a designer daddy online. He made uh, this awesome Mother's Day project where um, he had a bunch of us 
like dress up in his costumes as the classic Disney princesses, but then he also had us bring our moms in and he dressed them up too as the grown-up version of that Disney princess. So my mom and I both modeled as Ariel together and I was in the tail and I was kind of like more classic Ariel and then my mom got to be like Queen Ariel and uh, in this beautiful gown with this beautiful crown on her head that my friend uh, Scarlett Harlow made and yeah it was just really really awesome um, and I just like cracked up when she went viral online <laughs> I was like my mom is on Yahoo and Snapchat right now like this is so cool yeah and he, uh, people were tweeting about my mom they were saying how they loved Queen Ariel and it was just so special and to get to do that like with my mom who's like my best friend and to get to kind of bring her into my world she's now part of my world and uh, that was really cool and everyone loved her I, I mean She's gorgeous, you know, so everyone was just like, oh, your mom is such a babe. <laughs> and she is. It was great. Yeah, it was fantastic. Oh, I loved it. More to come. Oh. Stay tuned. Okay. That's all I'm going to say, but stay tuned, guys. That's all I'm going to say. You heard it here first. <laughs> now, before we get to shameless plug time, okay. the reason that I dragged you around the Disneyland Resort I mean, I to find like, a place to record. I already went plugging, so we, we talked about Adorkable, we talked about YouTube. It's all good. <laughs> <laughs> but first, I saw, and again, I asked this the last time too, but I always like to get new perspectives on this. I saw in another interview that you described yourself as a dreamer. And people listening have their own dreams. Yes. Maybe it is that they want to be a singer or be on YouTube or write something or whatever. And there's that person who is sitting there listening to this and they've forgotten it. They've been told that their dream is stupid, that they can't do it they've that it's irresponsible and they've forgotten it or they've just pushed it aside right what do you tell that person i tell them to get up and don't just be a dreamer be a doer look at tiana mm -hmm. <laughs> you know like you I, I think that if you have a dream in your heart if you have a purpose in your heart and everyone has a purpose so there's no excuse no one can say i my life doesn't have purpose or i don't have a purpose or i don't have a dream because yeah, you do. Yeah, you do. <laughs> you just got to find it. Um, I think that it's really important to not ignore the thing that makes you, the thing that makes your heart sing, you know, the thing that makes you get up in the morning, the thing that you Google and do research about, the thing that you think about when you're on like long walks or if you're in the shower washing your hair and you think, you know, how cool would it be if I could just try this? Or how great would it be? But Oh, but I could never do that, right? People just shut themselves down. But sometimes before anyone else can shut them down, yeah. you know? And I think no matter your age, no matter your skill level, you know, if you have a passion for something, there's a reason you have a passion for that thing. And you owe it to not just yourself, but the whole freaking world. <laughs> to pursue that because we're all here for a reason and I don't I for one don't want to just take up space I want to leave a legacy and a mark on the world that I was put here to leave you know like we're all here to impact someone else and whether that's one person or whether that's millions of people or whether that's five people like you never know what God's plan is for your life but he does have a plan you know, and even if you don't believe in God, like you have to know that you're here for a reason and that you're special. And there's something about you that 
no one else has. Like you have something, I say this a lot, but it's so true and I completely believe it, that everyone is born with something that makes them completely different and original. And it's not there for you, right? Like the world needs it. Like you have something that was given to you that someone else needs, you know? And like, I don't sing, I sing for me, but like, I feel like there must be a reason. You know what I mean? Like there must be, there must be a reason that I love music so much. And so I pursue it, you know? And, but I just feel like it's, it's not, it's not fair to yourself. It's not fair to the people that would be so blessed and benefited by you putting yourself out there. Um, and sometimes, like I said, you gotta fail 20 times, 200 times before you find it and that's okay. And like, it's, it's hard because I think a lot of times there's the internet and there's like, it's so scary to fail and to think about failing in front of people, but that is how we learn, you know? And it's so much better to get up and do something and try than to never try at all and to live your life without regrets because we only have so much time and we don't know how much time we have, you know? And so I just think that first of all, you got to find your passion. If you don't, if you don't know what it is, you'll, you know, if you seek it out, if you pray and ask the Lord to show it to you, if you think about just what's the thing, what's the thing that fascinates you, there's probably a reason. And maybe that's supposed to be your job. Maybe it's supposed to be a hobby. Maybe it's supposed to be something that you just hang out with one friend and discuss. And that's going to inspire that friend to go and do something amazing with that hobby or career or whatever, right? We don't know, but like find that passion, find that thing and just pursue it and see where it takes you. And I think, I think if you take one step and you trust the Lord, he'll show you the next one and the next one and the next one. And you don't have to be afraid. If you take a couple missteps, that's okay. You can go back and try again. If it's not the right thing, if you know, if you find out that maybe what you thought was your passion isn't your passion after all, that's okay. And I also think that we have different seasons in our life where we're meant to do a thing and then maybe that season ends and we're supposed to do something else. You know, like, I think music's always gonna be a part of my life, but there, if there's a season where I'm just, I don't know, yeah, writing a book or doing a podcast or whatever creative thing that I feel like is my purpose in that time, I'm gonna do that, you know? And I think that it's okay to have multiple passions and multiple purposes, you know? And I think that our, our purpose and our passion can be fluid. And so I don't think it's bad to explore, you know, to find where you're going, I guess, you know? So I don't know. I just, sorry, I could talk forever, but I just think you just need to do it and do research and be smart and talk to friends and get advice. And if you don't know what you're good at and you don't know what the thing is that you really would love, ask your friends. They'll tell you, ask your family, say, Hey, what, what do you think I, I, good at you know what are my gifts like have you seen me do anything that you think might be able to be translated into a passion or a career and they'll tell you you know so come talk to me I love it I love like digging out people's passions and that's that's really fun for me <laughs> <laughs> very cool thank you for that sorry too much too much information but never too it. much just do it dream it and do it <laughs> yeah. Walt Disney well supposedly Walt Disney definitely Marty Sklar said that so that really? Was, that, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 It's a good one.
It is. <laughs> now, we're going to wrap up, and I'm going to give you a chance to put all of the information in one place here right at the end. Okay. Shameless plug time. <laughs> Don't leave anything out. Oh, my gosh, the pressure. <laughs> I have too many, too many things to remember. I have a checklist. Don't miss one. Oh my gosh, I just let you do it for me. Um, okay, so my website currently just goes to my YouTube channel, which is like my main thing. So just TracyHines.com, or um, so it's T-R-A-C-I-H-I-N-E-S. Um, and then, <laughs> or my you could go to my YouTube. If you just Google my name, or like Little Mermaid, <laughs> it'll probably pop up. But um, it's uh, YouTube.com slash Tracy J. Hines, because I don't know why I decided when I started my YouTube channel to put the J in there, but I did, so that's the thing. Um, and then I'm just my name everywhere. I'm at Tracy Hines on Instagram and Twitter, um, which I barely use Twitter, but Instagram's my kind of second favorite place besides YouTube, so you can always catch me there. Um, what else? What else? What else? Adorkableapparel.com. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. There's, I think that's it. My, I mean, if you Google my name, you'll find me. You'll laugh. It's it's ridiculous. <laughs> All right, thank Lots you so of much. <laughs> I have had fun sitting down and catching up with you again. Hopefully, we don't have to wait two and a half years to do it again. Yes. Thank you so much for coming out, taking time out of your day to do this again. But hey, we're here, so how bad could it be, right? My pleasure. Thank you for having me. Thanks for letting me ramble. <laughs> That brings us to the end of this week's show. As always, a very special thank you to Tracy Hines for being my guest and to you for listening. Even though we're still on this publish when we can type of hiatus, I do look forward to sitting down with Tracy again sometime. And of course, as much as I can, I will be sharing her content with you on social media. Be sure to look for links to the things that we talked about in this episode in the show notes. And while you're there, leave a comment on the show notes for the episode or on the social media. You can find it on Facebook, on Twitter. You can pin the show on Pinterest if you'd like to share the content yourself. And I always try to keep things as current as I can. I'm not always fantastic about it, but I do the best I can keeping things current. If you see something that's out of date, feel free to contact me and let me know, and I'll update it as soon as I can. Now, if you would like to be a guest, feel free to contact me at podcast at storiesofthemagic.com or call the listener feedback line at 734-23-STORY. You can leave your story, or if you'd like to be a guest, let me know kind of what your uh, background is, what would make you a good guest for the show, whether you use email or social media or the voicemail line, and then I'll get back to you as soon as I can. And if it seems like it'll be a good match, we'll see what we can set up. Or if you'd like, you can use one of those methods and just send in a listener story. You don't have to be a guest on the show to share your story. I would love to hear from you, no matter what method you use. I appreciate knowing that there are still people out there listening and enjoying the content that we're creating here. Once again, thank you all for your support. Thank you for your encouragement. Thank you for listening. And I wish you the very best of this holiday season and an amazing 2019 and beyond or whatever year you happen to be listening 
to this. And if you come back five years from now, I hope that the year you're having is wonderful and that the next year is even better. Thank you for joining me for this episode of Stories of the Magic. There will be other days and other stories, but this tale is finished. You've been listening to Stories of the Magic with Randy Crane. If you have feedback, want to share a story of your own, or even be a guest on the show, write to Randy at podcast at storiesofthemagic.com or call our listener feedback line, 734-23-STORY. And don't forget to visit the website, storiesofthemagic.com for show notes from this and every episode and to leave your comments. Thank you so much for listening. And remember, live your dreams and make the magic in your world.